SEO is both an art and a science. Well, maybe it's an art of science and math. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about SEO. I know you think we've covered this topic enough, but we haven't because my guest, Kyle Roof, has got a really unique spin on the whole subject. He's responsible for the development and implementation of SEO techniques used by the agency High Volume SEO and the SEO tool Page Optimizer Pro. He's also the co-founder of Internet Marketing Gold, a global community of 3,000 SEO professionals who test and prove cutting-edge SEO techniques. And he's going to share a few of them with us today. Kyle, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Kyle, as we were getting ready for the show, one of the things that you said is that people sort of think they know how Google works, but that may not be how it actually works. What do you think people get wrong? Well, one of the biggest things is that Google can't read. Uh, people think that Google is reading their page uh, as a human would, and, and Google is not able to do that. Google is an algorithm. As such, uh, it's going to read like an algorithm will read. So when you are uh, approaching Google, you do need to write, I think as we discussed, good content. What you also need to do is satisfy the algorithm. And that's what um, it comes down to a lot of math when it comes to satisfying what Google wants, because it is an algorithm that's going to read uh, in terms of math. Okay, so I'm writing a blog post. I've got my 600 words, so I've got a good starting point. But what else is Google looking for when you say the algorithm is going to read it? Because it doesn't necessarily read the context, but it is looking at individual words for some clues about what the content is about. Absolutely correct. So there are important terms for your page. Uh, those terms are, say, your target keyword, the term that somebody would be typing in to Google to find your page, uh, variations of that, so phrase match of that particular keyword, parts of it, or very close synonyms. And then it's also looking for contextual terms, terms that provide context and meaning to understand what this page is about. But within that, Google is not just looking at the page as a whole. It's looking at very specific sections on the page for those important terms and how many times you're using them in those sections. So the sections would be such as like the title tag, the title that search engines see, or the H1, the title that humans see when they come to the page, or the paragraph tags, that's the text that exists on the page. Those are the, the most important places to put your important terms. So if you were looking like, what can I do today to do some good SEO? You want to make sure that you're getting your, your target keyword in those three places, within the title tag, within the H1, and within your paragraph text. And I would also throw in within uh, the URL. Those are the top four places to, to put your target keyword. One note of caution, though, if you have a page that exists uh, and it's doing pretty well, don't change your URL to put in your keyword because you're giving Google a brand new page if you do that. But if you're kind of building a page going forward or you just built a page and it's not doing anything yet, I would put in the, uh, the target keyword into that URL. Awesome. So I've got my page. I'm, I'm doing my keywords. I've got them there. Are there some other best practices beyond those simple things? Getting my word or my phrase in the title and in the meta and the description and, and in the content that's going to give my content the best chance of ranking quickly 
because there's so much stuff out there. Sure. One other misconception that people have is that Google doesn't make any value judgments. You know, Google doesn't, you know, Google doesn't look at your content and say like, you know, I am a better algorithm for having read your content. I am enriched. Like it doesn't have any of those feelings or emotions. And, and, and I think everyone has had this experience where you, you've written something and you know, it's better than the competitors. You know, you can, mm-hmm. you can see what Google is, is, is uh, rewarding and you'd be like, this content is actually better. It's better researched. It has more authority behind it. You know, I've been, they, people often say too, that person doesn't even do what we do. <laughs> they're not even in the space and somehow mm-hmm. they're, Mm-hmm. Their content is ranking. So what you need, one big thing you need to do when, when you understand that is, is the concept of the secret is hiding in plain sight. Google shows you the content that it likes. And, and as such, you need to give something similar to that. So for example, if some people try to rank a product and if Google is not ranking products on page one, you're wasting your time trying to optimize that particular page. If Google's rewarding long form content, that's the type of content you need to create. So a real big concept is look at what Google is rewarding, and then that's what you need to provide, that type of content, because that's what Google is expecting to see uh, when it's when it's looking, what, what should I rank for this particular keyword? So in addition to uh, those four places you want to put your target keyword or your important terms, the other thing you want to do is make sure you're giving Google the page that it wants. And by, and by doing that, look at the competition, look what they have done, and then that's something that you want to emulate. So how do you find that balance between emulating what your competitors are doing and creating me too content that Google, without it being a value judgment, but basically the algorithm looks at it, says, well, that's, we already have that. This, you know, I think that's one of the things is that Google, their algorithm is built to provide new, fresh information, but it's also designed to provide information that really adds value to the conversation because otherwise people are going to go and use Dogpile or Yahoo or some other search engine. Is Dogpile still around? (laughs) You know, somebody said something about using Dogpile the other day and I thought, okay, I remember that. But yeah, I think it is (laughs) a very niche (laughs) use. You know, these days it's still Google, but all right. So let's go back to my question. How do you look at your competitors, copy what they do without copying what they do? Well, the best way to do that is to start with an outline. Most people don't outline when they write. If you remember, you know, sixth grade and uh, Miss Carlisle, she told you that when you're writing your essays, you you need to do an outline first. And, and you didn't, and <laughs> you wrote a terrible essay. Uh, it's, it's the same thing, uh, what we're doing now. You really need to outline uh, your pages and, and you're going to write better copy. But uh, the best way in terms that I think so that you have that intersection of good SEO and good copy is to um, outline your subheadings. So uh, if you think of a Roman numeral outline, your Roman numeral one is your, is your title. That, that's, uh, that's your H1. Mm-hmm. And then your A's, B's, and C's, those are your H2's. You know, those are the different sections that a page is broken up into. And to find what you should use for those sections, you can allow Google to show you that. Uh, there's the section that people also ask. That's, uh, that's a section within Google, and you can see that those are questions that people are asking about your topic. You can answer all of those questions or the ones that are most relevant. If you scroll to the very bottom of the search results, you're going to see related searches. Those are terms or concepts that are related to your particular keyword those also make excellent sections. What I would do is I'd create uh, four or five whatever sections out of those elements and then answer those questions or provide those details. 
what's going to happen is you're going to create pages that can rank for more keywords because you can win those people also ask phrases. You can win those related keywords. At the same time, you're going to get a lot of important terms because you're answering those things. That you should be writing copy that matches you know, to the question, and that's going to get a lot of important terms on your page. And you're going to end up writing a better page than your competitor. So you can style it in the form of, okay, we need long form content. And then you can provide those sections and you're going to write a really good page that's going to rank for a lot of keywords. I love the the section on Google. The people also asked, whenever I'm working with a client and we're working on their web copy or we're working on the next blog post, I always look at that section and then do a search on their website to see have they even touched on that topic. And it's always interesting to me how many people miss that opportunity when, as you said, it's hiding in plain sight. The, the, the questions are already there. You just need to answer them. So one little pro tip, if you hit a down arrow on the people also ask, it will expand it out. It's going to give you more people also ask. You can do that multiple times. So you can really dig in and find some deep questions. One other thing I would do, sometimes you'll find a question that's really good, but it's, it won't quite fit on the page, you know, on the page that you're trying to rank. Take that question and make it its own page and then link to your target page. And so what you're going to do is you're going to create a page that can rank quite quickly for another term that is relevant. You're going to get traffic, you're going to get impressions, but that page is going to build authority as it ranks for that particular keyword and you're going to pass more juice internally to your target pages. And it's a, it's a technique to boost your pages that is uh, completely white hat and uh, doesn't get you any trouble and you didn't have to go try to get a backlink from somewhere. You kind of create your own internal backlinks through your own internal strength. Awesome. Kyle, this is great. Thank you so much for sharing a few tips with my audience today. Oh, I was happy to do it. Thanks so much for having me. We're going to have a link in the show notes to your Page Optimizer Pro product so people can check it out because if you are ready to take a little bit of a mathematical approach to your SEO, this tool can be really helpful. Thanks again. Thank you. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and would like to start working on your SEO, there will be a link to our self-paced, content-based SEO class in the show notes. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode, more than a few words. Thanks for listening.